and gentlemen, court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who this past weekend I had to slice open a tauntaun and shove him in there so he would survive, Mr. Drew Celestino. Was it that cold? It, it was It was chilly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They smell. They smell better uh, on the outside. Have you ever wondered what the smell is? Like it, it, they it, never give like a description of it. I guess I kind of always imagined it being something like an elephant or a uh, cow pasture of some kind. Something okay. something real funky. Yeah, but you know, cold air usually kind of doesn't stink. Kills. Yeah. Odor. So they must really. Yeah. Really, yeah, smell bad. And that's before you slice them open. Yeah, and climb yeah. inside. Uh huh. Uh huh. Alrighty, here we are back again uh, after Mother hey. Nature was getting ready to leave the house and then went, "Oh crap, I forgot about winter." And then forty days of winter all at once. Yeah, all for yeah. us. It wasn't even that bad, but it was bad enough. You know, like it was like just. It didn't stop for like two, three days. It was nonstop. It was really bad at our place. Hmm. Like, it was a Wednesday. I woke up. I couldn't see across the street. Hey. So this was one of the rare occasions that the area I live in got it worse than most other areas. The the, the South Towns? No, I don't live in the South Towns. No, I know. I'm saying you got it worse than the South Towns. The South South Towns towns. That's where, you know... Middle of August, they're under, like, a winter storm advisor. Yeah, yeah. Don't, so, don't move for the South yeah, Towns. Yeah, I don't get... I don't, if, you're, if you live in the South Towns and you listen to the show, thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't... And I apologize, but I don't understand why someone want to live in the South Towns. They're so far removed from anything that makes Buffalo cool, and you get nothing but snow all the time. Like, like all the snow that people think we get, the South Towns actually do get. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Not my not my style. I'm more of a so, yeah. um, North Towns boy. We record on Tuesdays, as we've mentioned in the past, and uh, Tuesday afternoon is kind of... We had continuous snow from Tuesday afternoon to Wednesday afternoon. It kind of started Monday night, to be honest. And yeah, it but it wasn't like... Up. Yeah, it wasn't anything that would prevent anything from happening. It just didn't stop. Yeah, and it really kicked up. Uh, Tuesday overnight into Wednesday morning. Did you miss any work? I work was not closed, but I called in. Okay, not normally, and people who know me are probably shocked at this because I pride myself on being able to drive through anything. Ah, like I will. It doesn't matter if it's got wheels; I can get it there in whatever weather condition you have. Would you say? But I can fly. I'm pilot. I'll fly. I'm pilot. I'll drive through anything. <laughs> get there in twelve parsecs. Um. So, but the problem is now when you have a kid yeah. and you have to take that kid to the person who's going to be watching him for the day, like I was supposed to take William to my mother. Sure. It was her turn to watch him that day. Um, it just like, I went outside and everything that I'd cleared with my snowblower that I got to use, I was so happy about <laughs> using. Um, everything I had cleared had refilled up to my knees. Yeah. And you wonder why you bothered. Our street was up to like the middle of my shins we didn't our street get didn't get touched by plows until wednesday night <laughs> and i was like you know what it's nothing but side streets 
from here to my mother's house, and none of them have been touched. Good luck. And one of the side streets runs parallel to the river. And I was like, you know what? Something happens. I make a mistake. I don't have a lot of space between me and the river. Yeah. So I called into work and stayed home with the boy. That's good. We had a nice little day. Was your work closed? No, sir. But I live, I, I, I'm like right around the corner from my, my new office. So uh, I, I made it in. It was fine. Um, not ideal, but it was fine. Yeah. I would have preferred to be off, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a day. So unfortunately, dear listeners, uh, that event did prevent us from recording last week. I did post a picture of my back deck, which was very snowed in. Um, so yeah. But we're back. We we appreciate the the couple messages we got and saying, "Hey, where's the episode?" Where's yeah, the episode. I'm like, oh, sorry, pay attention to the Facebook feed. <laughs> it's kind of like checking for school closings. Twitter, Facebook, all these things. I didn't post on Twitter. Well, whose fault is that? That's then? my fault. Okay, I'll take that. Um, so yeah. So that being said, how was your two weeks? It's been good, man. Just the uh, two know, weeks. Yeah. Getting settled into the, into the new job, which is going well, um, and some other you know things are wheels are in motion, things are happening. Uh, new, new stuff has come to light. It's it's not it's not imminent, but uh, you know a, a new long cold dark show has come into onto the calendar in July. Ooh. So I'll I'll share some info about that as it uh, as we get closer to it. Um, be really cool if people could make it out to it because uh, it does feature an out of town band that uh, I'm, I'm buddies with from Brooklyn, New York, and you know the more we can support them the more they can support us uh other than that dude um i mean it was just been kind of kind of kooky kind of crazy with the weather and um last weekend this past weekend was like insanity with with children's birthdays (laughs) so i had i'm not even kidding dude i had i had three children's birthday parties over, over the weekend so on saturday uh i had uh my my good friend nathan's uh daughter uh, Esther's second birthday. Okay. After that, immediately I went to my cousin's daughter's fifth birthday, and then Sunday was was William's birthday. Yes. So like, kid kid parties all weekend, man. It's all the kid parties. All the kid parties, and I wasn't drunk at any of them. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's it's a kid party. Yeah, but there's there's always one drunk uncle, <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't me. So did you uh, did you bring the switch to all the parties? Just to yours, sir. Oh, just I figured your crowd would appreciate it, which they <laughs> did. <laughs> so it worked out nicely. That's it, dude. Honestly, that's all I've been doing is playing Zelda. That's really it. I've been playing Zelda for and two straight you've, weeks. You've been playing Zelda. How much have you played Zelda, dude? I have over fifty hours logged. Yes, and how much of that has been main quest? Like, <sighs> not much. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I'm I I have like sixty percent of the map to go to unlock still, yeah. and like I'm in no hurry. Yeah, I'm just cruising along. Yep, looking at stuff. Yeah, every time I get on a little quest, like, but 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 look over there! <laughs> I'm gonna go over, there. and then I go over there, and look, and, it's an elf, and he's doing stuff. And every time I find, I go, man, I find something. Something cool happens. Nice. People are finding cool little tricks to like, you know, I don't want to say hack the game, but like basically Nintendo made like this amazing physics sandbox and just said like, here, yeah, do what you want. Someone made an airship. They they figured out that if you put enough uh, Octorok balloons on a raft, it'll float and you can fly it around. Like more than just up and down? Yeah. 
because it still has a sail, and you can if you have a leaf, but you can push the sail with your leaf. Oh, cool. You can create wind. You can, you can blow around. Now fly to, around the map to land it. I'm assuming you have to pop the balloon. I would. Gradually. I would think. Yeah. All right. But still, cool. yeah, no, that's cool. Who thought of that? That is cool. Someone thought of that at Nintendo yeah. and said, "You know what? We're going to figure out a way to let them do that." So we had a we had a couple game nights in that two week span. Uh, um, yeah, you and Jen finally got to try out City of Iron. Yes, which is my current favorite it was good. game. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. We should play it again. Go faster. Yeah, lot lot to learn, especially with the game where you have to plan ahead. You know, it wasn't quite as bad as you made it sound when you were selling it initially. Okay, once we got into it, it was fine. All right, yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a current favorite of mine. Cool. Although I am toying with the idea of getting into the X-Wing. Yeah, so you mentioned. Miniatures game. But I'm not getting into it to like, you know, just buy one side of ships and go tournaments and whatnot. I'm getting into it so like we can all play it. And just like I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone that gets into it gets in with the best of intentions. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're buried in little toy figures. And Worst case scenarios, <laughs> if I get into it, worst case scenario, I have some really cool display pieces for my desk at work. Sure. Because those are nice. They are miniatures. They are really detailed. Um. So yeah, that was that was it for honestly. Oh well, uh, I guess we can get into um. That we'll, we'll save it for uh, post. I don't know when you want to get into this. I saw Logan. So yeah, no, we're. Uh, I think our official review section is just going to be our first impressions of Iron Fist. So you can go ahead with your my little Logan take. Your little Logan take. All right. Um. Just to just uh, to preamble that. Uh, spoiler alert, everybody. Quick cliff notes of my Logan take. Uh, good. Not the movie everyone's building it up to be. Um, unnecessarily rated R and very dependent. Uh, as I always say, my chief complaint about the film is that it is very dependent on you having seen the previous X-Men films, but there is no payoff for you having seen the previous X-Men films. So that being said, sir, go ahead. I don't really Pop dispute. I <laughs> snicked. Uh, I really don't dispute any of that, what you just said. I think it's a good movie. I really do think it's a good movie and it has a lot of heart in it um good performances in it but yeah it's all predicated on you knowing who these people are because they don't really go out of their way to explain to you who yeah, they no, are it's or not why new viewer friendly at all no now granted this should not be your first x-men film no no um, any if, if, but if, still but like, you know what how, you know how i think about it like when these kind of movies come up that are like Pop when they, once they kind of reach like you know pop culture relevance, which is yeah. a weird. They are pop culture, but you know what I mean. Like when they leave a footprint, when they have a certain degree of pedigree, let's say. Yeah. My 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 parents, for instance, would be go. We have to go see that because they've heard through, yeah. through through their cultural that seems to be osmosis. The high watermark is when your right. parents when, say to right, you, "Hey, right. do you know about this?" Right, like the Dark Knight had that. Yeah, um, the Avengers to a degree had that. Um, the Last Planet of the Apes movie had that. They heard about it, and I said, "Yeah, go, it's great." Um, so I feel like this is that kind of movie that like reaches that that parent zenith. But dude, if your parents go see this, they're gonna be like, "I don't know what the hell just happened." I have no idea who this guy is and why he's got claws and why he's dying yeah. and who's this old guy and anyway. So yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, I ultimately think, feel I think fathers of a certain age yes, minus minus the and when I say a certain age I mean like uh what my father would have been mid to late sixties. I'm not sure how old your father is. Fathers who grew up with Westerns in their heyday. They might get a little more. Would 
would appreciate it more without having that back knowledge, so to speak. I still think the movie relies on it, though. It, it, no, I, I I believe it does, but like I think that generation of of dude um because they grew up because the movie is essentially a road trip western homage more or less yeah uh yeah. and not to mention the father thing is very apt because that's actually the whole fatherhood theme is prevalent in the movie yeah. um again I, th- I think we're far enough out that if you want to give spoilers i'm okay with that. i you know okay so my guess my, my ultimate this is all, I'm just going to start rapid firing my my big my big takeaway. My big takeaway essentially is it's a well made movie. It's a good movie. It's enjoyable. But yeah, the R rating is kind of tacked on. There, you know, they gored it up for the sake of goring it up. They really didn't have to, but they did, I guess. Yeah. So the fanboys could go, oh, you see the claws in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, and he's just muttering the f bomb through the whole movie for no real purpose, just because he can. All right. I mean, does it add anything? Did the scene of the girl flashing him in the limo add anything? Nope. No, not really. So, you know, okay, whatever. Deadpool hit at the box office. Everything's got to be R-rated now. Okay, great. You made it into a marketing decision. Good for you. Um, As a send-off, spoilers, for Hugh Jackman and and Patrick Stewart, I think this movie is, is not good. Yeah, especially for Patrick Stewart. It's these are characters. At least these are Logan char- goes out in a blaze of glory. Kind of, kind of. I mean, yeah, he gets. Ultimately, he gets we the, learn that Logan is a vampire because to kill him, you simply have to shove a wooden stake through his heart. Well, you know the the healing factor. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Diminished, and he's really jacked up. Yeah, we yeah. okay. Um, no, I just feel like these are characters who have saved the world countless times over, like. They've they've hit the the highest of highs, and Professor X gets punked in some farmhouse bedroom. Yep, dead. Oh, oh, okay. By, by a really bad Wolverine clone. Yeah, evil Wolverine clone. Okay, and then Wolverine, not for nothing. Yeah, he dies saving the kids, and that's that's admirable. But it's such a small thing. Yeah, and that's how he dies. And then not for nothing, but we get no closure on what happens to the kids then. They go I, to Canada and live happy ever, happily ever after? Like, I, that's it? I suspect they will use this as a setup for New Mutants, which well, is a film uh, they've talked about doing. All right, well... But again, I mean, like... I don't know, it's just... We've... It, we've it, yeah. It felt, no, I get what you're saying. It felt like, oh, really? That's that's how you're going to do it? Yeah, we've discussed before that I'm a very easy cry when it comes to movies. And you, especially with, like, scenes involving fathers, because, you know, I lost my father very unexpectedly. It's still, like, you know... Almost six years, coming up on six years later, it's still a very raw nerve for me. Sure. And you've got a scene where Logan is dying and X-23 is like, Daddy, don't die. Don't die. And I am dry. I'm dry. I'm, I'm like, wow. If you were to show me this scene on paper, yeah, I would be like, oh, I'm going to be bawling at well, that scene. Well, you know why? Because I just feel like the stakes weren't that... They, the stakes didn't feel that high. There wasn't a lot of... Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm like, this is all you could really do with the character at this point. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. The now, la- granted, the, the, it was very cool when she took the cross. The last shot. I was gonna it. say that last shot though was pretty that much was, pitch you know, perfect. Raise your glass to. Yeah, the director there, James Mangold, sir. 
Yeah. Well, well done. There. She takes the cross and she turns it outside and to an X. For a second there, I'm looking. I'm like, why is she? Is she trying to like represent what the cross looked like when Jesus was carrying? Oh, it's an X. Yeah. I got that's awesome. Yeah. Um, the other X Men unceremoniously killed by Professor. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? And mentioned like once, maybe twice, and what amounts to a throwaway line. I wouldn't call it that, but they just kind of. I mean, there had to be a reason for them not to be there, so that's what they did. I, I, I guess, but it, it just felt like I would have liked. Really, I that's mean, how they all died. If, if that's? not, if you're not going to go through, like, I read an interview with James Mangold where he said that he didn't show the X Men dying because if you did that, then the movie's about Charles Xavier. That's fine. That's, it's not about Logan. No, that's, I can that's, understand. That's that. totally that. fair. But you know what? At least maybe like a scene where they visit the graves or something yeah something yeah something to give some payoff for having watched all these x-men movies yeah yeah they're, they're, they're all they'll get punked yeah yeah I, I, yeah um but as i'm as all these complaints as I, I i just laid it all out i would still again it's i, I it is a good movie yeah. I, I had so there's a lot of things i'm nitpicking and, and it might sound that way but ultimately you know yeah it's it's good it's not. It's not the send off I wanted, and it's not all it's being made out to be. But it is. An, it's one of the good X Men movies. Yeah. I'll put it in the good pile, mm-hmm. as opposed to the trashy bad ones, which are. That's a much bigger pile. So it's above for, the rim for me. For me, the bad ones is actually a small pile. There's three piles. There's good. There's bad. And there's meh. Oh, okay. I just lump the meh in with eh. the bad. It's got to move me to get to. to to get or, to or as I often call it, X Me. <laughs> yes, I've I've been there. Yeah. So, y- yay! The, I don't the know. Meh films are um, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, uh, the Wolverine. Can we say half of the Wolverine? Three quarters. Okay. Three quarters. Okay. It's good. Not bad. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was Logan for you. There you go. That's Logan for um, me, man. Sorry. I as well saw a movie oh. in this uh, this uh, two week stint, and a movie you kind of pashawed as not being outrageously <laughs> excited about, and then got reprimanded by one of our listeners, Nate, hey. for pashawing the film. Um, I got to go see Kong Skull Island. Yeah, and I actually went and saw it with Nate because he's a friend of mine, and, and Julie came with us. Holy crap, sir! That is an amazingly fun amusement park ride of a film i'll check it out i'll it go see it is i get some time here freaking if you like giant monster films giant monsters doing stuff <laughs> fighting stuff this movie had monsters of all sizes okay and there is at one moment a uh samuel l jackson does a throwback to one of his previous movie roles it happens really quickly. But does it involve it, snakes like, or a plane? Does not. Oh. Does not. And that I'm not going to give you any more clues. But does it involve sharks? It's, it's fan. No, it's not Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> a film I love. Okay. Deeply. Bluely and Seely. Um, but my wife does not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay. So. She doesn't understand when a movie's trying to be legitimate and is really bad. You watch it because it's bad, and that's the fun of it. Okay. So, like, Deep Blue Sea, Shoot 'em Up, 
Have you ever seen Shoot 'em Up? No. Oh, dude, you got to watch Shoot 'em Up. Similarly, like over the top, ridiculous. If you can find a plot and shoot 'em up, I'll give you a hundred dollars. All right. You, just you, Drew Salcino. I'm not making this an open offer to. <laughs> to Someone's going to tweet at you. Uh, if you can find a plot and shoot 'em up, I mean, you get a great Paul Giamatti performance. Well, the, the man never mails it in. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, but no, Kong Skull Island was freaking fun. So much fun. Really enjoyable. Highly recommend going to see it. Oh, and by the way, stay to the end of your credits. That's what I hear. There is an end credit scene that creates excitement that I have not felt since the original end credit scene of Iron Man. When Nick Fury first showed up can I, and first uttered the word Avengers. Can I just watch that? Because... I'll be real honest with you. I kind of know what's what's probably there, and that's all I really care about. You don't know what's there. You, you what you think is there? Yeah, is partially there. Okay, that's that's enough for me. Uh, no, trust me. I know where your your tastes and your your enjoyment lies. Trust me. All right. Trust me. Okay. So yeah. So that was that. That's cool. Real. It's our pseudo section and how are we? Oh, I didn't even talk about my two weeks. Um, just sum up fairly quickly. Snow. Snow. <laughs> more snow. Birthday party. Birthday party. Game nights. Uh, played a lot of Horizon. Yeah. Showed you Horizon. Yeah. Pretty game. It's very pretty. The the, um, the animals, though. Can I, can I make an observation? Sure. Did they have to go through the Michael Bay pile of garbage robot factory? The more you, you see them, the more you get to distinguish them. Okay. At least they have an identifiable profile, at least. Oh, yeah. Okay, because the Transformers and Wizards are still these big piles of trash throwing at the screen. No, I get you. Okay. Now, you uh, you get to... In the same way Zelda, not all the grass looks the same all the time, and Horizon, not all the... Okay. Mechanoid animals all right. look the same way all the time. Okay. So, yeah, still playing that game, still loving that game. Uh, So, yeah. That being said, dear listeners, if you would like to send us any questions, any comments, any suggestions for the show, by all means, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at Devil's Do Pod on Twitter. Even though I don't tweet all the time, I do check it fairly regularly. Uh, you can search facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod, or you can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on the devilsdopodcast.com website. That being said, we actually have no uh, listener questions this week. What? So there's no cross-examination. Someone tell Alan and Jay that I'm very disappointed in them. Well, you know, it, it happens. They got lives. You know, Do we, they? We not the Do they, though? <laughs> We're their lives. Us. <laughs> yeah, I said it. It's our time down here. That's right. They have no time up there. <laughs> so I that see what you did there. Yeah. That being said, we're going to move on to our case files. We're going to go over some news. Drew. Yeah. We we don't have to go to our normal dumpster fire this week. Oh no. We will be revisiting an old dumpster fire. Okay. That's been smoldering. All right. But we'll, we'll get there momentarily. Okay, we got to talk this out. That being said, curious. Uh, this not this past week, but the week before the week we didn't record. That week's issue of Entertainment Weekly 
spilled out a whole mess of Thor Ragnarok information oh, yeah, yeah. and images. He's got short us. hair now. He's got short hair, and apparently he gets his hair cut in the movie. Okay. Drew, what do you think of what you've seen? We've seen, we got a lot of pictures. The, Here, the color palette here's has what changed I, drastically on this film. I got to tell you, I like it because it looks different. Looks very different. Very exciting. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you've, you've seen Thor. You saw Thor the Dark World and you saw what Thor looks like in the Avengers. And like, you know, it, it's, you know, kind of the aesthetic and not for nothing. It's kind of old hat. So he, he's got a new hat. Yeah. Got a new bag. It, it's it. It all looks different and exciting. I'm all for different and exciting. My only question uh, I have not seen him with Mjolnir yet. He loses Mjolnir. Oh. It's not said how. Okay. That's why you see him with those two swords. I bet it's going to be something really s- silly, like he's in a fight and he drops it and then he gets captured or something. <laughs> and then that's it. That wouldn't work because you could just call it to him. And then yeah. Come. I don't know. We'll I don't see. know. We'll, we'll find, we'll find um, out. Yeah. Very, I think it looks cool. Very bright, very different color palette. Here's, I have a concern. Oh. It looks different. It looks interesting. My concern is the director is quoting, has been quoted as saying, like, Big Trouble in Little China was a big influence on this film. Okay. Um, now, you're probably puzzled because That's, I have, like that in movie. the past on the show, um, sung many a praise yes. of not only the film, but the film star, uh, Mr. Kurt Russell, a.k.a. Jack Burton. Marvel's Kurt um, Russell. I... <laughs> Yes, as we will see in, in Guardians. Not, not less than two months. Oh, bring it on. Such excite. So that being said, one of my chief complaints, and there wasn't a lot of them about Thor The Dark World, is that I thought it could have used one or two jokes less see, than I, what it had. Okay. I don't, I'm okay, like I get, when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I get my comic relief from Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, a little bit of Hawkeye. So in other words, where I get my we, comic we, got our, we got our comic relief quotient met. Yes. Mm. I, okay. okay. I don't... Like, Thor can have those moments, but it's not one of those movies where I say you need to ratchet up the funny. We don't know that that it's going to be a laugh fest. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, but I'm still as again. This is still the film in phase. Uh, this is phase four, three, three, three. That I think I'm currently the most excited about. Um, so I'm still eager to see, and we will see come November. I believe. Yep, November. Everyone, yeah. everyone forgets. Yeah, November. So yeah. I don't know. I'm open to whatever yeah. they're going to do. Would you think of uh, seeing Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster? Oh, boy. Helena or uh, Kate Blanchett as Hella. I almost said Helena Bottom Carter. Oh. All of the guest players in this look, look fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like to think that Jeff Goldblum just like, you know, showed up that way. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, uh, 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 as, as guardians, Doctor Sadler, something like that. Like they, you yeah. know, they were like, uh, hey, like 
I don't know, someone sees him like that and they go, hey, Jeff, what movie are you making? And he just, yeah. and he just goes, movie? But What do you mean? <laughs> like, he just, like, he's just like that all the time. Commercial. <laughs> um, fine thing with his character, he is the ruler of the planet Scar. Okay. Unlike in the story planet storyline planet Hulk, where we find Hulk marooned on planet Scar, it's the Red King who's the ruler. So, be interesting to see what mm-hmm. they do there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Kate Blanchett as Hela. I've heard some some fan questions have been raised, and they're interesting questions. Is Hela who Thanos is going to be infatuated with in? If they choose to do that storyline in Infinite Avengers Infinity War, because in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, Thanos's chief goal is not necessarily to rule the universe. He's already achieved that. He knows that. He wants to make death. He wants to court death. Fall in love with him. Yes. Hella doesn't necessarily have to be. I would be okay if. I would actually kind of prefer that because death is kind of a boring character. Sure, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. See the movie Meet Joe Black? (laughs) Boring as all hell. We'll see. Uh, Have you seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, my friend? Fair point. Death. Death can play a mean bass, sir. Butch and Sundance: The Early Years. Best of seven? Damn right! That's right. Buffalo's own, by the way. You sank my best sheep. <laughs> I watched that movie within the past year or so. Still friggin' hilarious. You know, I didn't like it as a kid. I, I thought it was weird as a kid, because it wasn't time travel so much as it was just like a bizarre odyssey of, of yeah. madness. As an adult, it's like, this is incredible. This is How did great. this get made? I'm sorry. They melvined me. <laughs> Oh, Station has a totally righteous butt. <laughs> anyway. So we congratulate on. Okay, uh, so yeah, there's... Yeah, I'm some, all for it, man. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, Thanos, I think his mission in the movies will still be to court death. Just remember his first appearance in the uh, Stinger yeah, for yeah. the Avengers when they his his uh, weird-faced, uh, whatever that alien guy said, uh, to, to go to Earth is to court death. And that's when we yep. get the Thanos grin. So he's like, okay, yep. that's, his, that's his deal. Yep. Okay, so that being said, let us move along to an old dumpster fire. An old one. Yep. Okay. The M1 that uh, holds a particular scorch to my heart. Go on. The uh, the Sony Spider-Man universe. Oh. Did we establish that as a dumpster fire? Well, you know, I think it goes without saying it quickly turned into a dumpster fire. Okay. At least a raging house fire. Uh, but over the the the, the, pan, the pan is on fire. Yeah, uh, get some get, throw some flour on it real quick. Yeah. yeah, okay. But uh, we got two announcements this week, Spider-Man related. One, okay, cool. Another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have questions. So, you want to start with the good or the bad? Let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Okay, so Spider-Man. Shortly after they made the deal with Marvel to allow Marvel to use the character Spider-Man, I think like a month or two after that, they announced that they were also going to do a Spider-Man animated film, CG animated film. 
There was a little rumblings for it a little time after that, and then we haven't heard much of it. Uh, over the past two weeks, they've said, yes, we're still doing it. Not only are we still doing it, but it will be, in fact, a Miles Morales hey, Spider-Man. Look at that. Not Peter Parker. I am all for this. To a lot of people, he is yeah. the Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Question. Shoot. Okay, number one, I didn't know it was a CGI film. Yep. Number one. Number two. Is this a straight-to-video film? No. This is going to be theatrically released. Theatrical release. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. That's yeah. Impressive. Cool. So I am definitely all for that. I think a lot of people wanted Miles Morales to be the Spider-Man that was going to be in Civil War. I don't think that necessarily would have worked. Just because no, I, I, you're I, trying to reestablish in a character that people have familiarity with. Well, that, and I've laid out several times, maybe not on this show, but I've, I've, anytime that's come up, I always tell people, Marvel, this is Marvel's flagship, and they, the, the, the crown jewel of, of the Marvel crown, their mascot, their, their, their poster boy. See, the thing is, I don't think he has been for like the past 10 years. He is. He, because they, he like, always once, will be. He always Once the be. cinematic universe was established, yeah. they just, as like someone who read, reads the character and follows the character, they just kind of lost their way with how to handle that. That's fine, but he's still the face of the company. He's still Spider-Man. He's, he's Spider-Man, dude. That's, at, the end, at the end of the day, he's Spider-Man. He's, I would say right now the Avengers are the face of the company. Eh. If anything, Iron Man is the face of the company. If, if Superman is DC's face... Which he's not. Traditionally speaking. Well, traditionally being pre-20 years ago, I would say for the past 20 years, it's been Batman. That's I, I don't argue that, but I still think Superman is like the... He should he, be. He's the icon, the icon of the brand? I don't know how to... Batman's clearly more popular, but Superman is like the... The goat... I don't know. I can't explain it. He's the icon of the brand. Put it, put it in wrestling terminology. You normally, you normally are okay. able to do better with that. Batman's the champ, but Superman is still the face of the company, if that makes sense. No. Batman's been the reigning champ for a long time, but Superman is still like the... I don't know. Superman's so still Batman on the roster. Is, <laughs> Batman is John Cena. Superman's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, kind of like that. All right. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Sure. <laughs> yes. All right. Spider-Man is Marvel Superman. Yeah. Th- that's as simple as I can make it. He's the icon. And when Marvel finally got the rights back to Spidey, or to share them, however, I'm not, yeah, you know, the however terminology, the deal was how, done. however the deal was done, there was no way it was going to be anybody but Peter, because it was going to be, we got him back. We, we, we control how he is now going to be out there in the movies. Finally. So yep. it was, it was going to be Peter, no matter no matter what. It had to be Peter. So, but with this announcement, I'm very optimistic about this film. I'm excited to see it. I've always enjoyed the the Miles Morales Spider Man. I thought he was like a good. He, he was the right character at the right time in the right place. And he's a good character. He's a good character. Great costume design. Yeah, I always thought that was really cool. Like alternate Spider Man costume design. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this. It is a Sony movie, though, right? It is a Sony movie. Well, Speaking of Sony, if there is one character that Sony has a bigger heart on for than Spider-Man, 
Go it's on. Venom. Do they? Oh, gosh, yes. Well, they do now. Well, they no, they always have. Because cast your mind back to the... Oh, I can't even think of a classification for how bad this movie was. We'll just say festering pile of soul-sucking suffering that was Spider-Man 3. <laughs> now, granted, yeah, 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 yeah. this film was still made by Sam Raimi, who did Spider-Man 1. Great. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Amazing. Uh, yes, no pun intended. No pun intended. And then came around to Spider-Man 3 when Sony put its foot down and said, you have to put Venom in this film. Raimi said numerous times he does not want to do Venom because the story is too complicated. Well, that and it's just not his era. He was a... Yeah, he, also he, not, he was a classic... He was like, a classic Romita Spider-Man. Senior, yeah. Whatnot. Ditko, even. Yeah. Um, so, here's the thing about Venom. He's a great so, t-shirt. Sony has said... <laughs> They are doing a Venom film. Yes, this that's the news. They're, Sony's doing a Venom movie. Yeah. And the... What? Yeah. <sighs> Venom's or- original classic Eddie Brock Venom is a great character. He's a rarity in modern comics as well because he's a villain that was created, got popular, and has stuck around in one form or another. Most modern villains don't take and just kind of fade away. Yeah. Yeah. Venom is a great character, and he's one of those characters that transcends the comic reader's culture into the mainstream culture. He's up there with Deadpool, Harley Quinn, Spider-Gwen, that got a bunch of fans that don't know Jack Diddley's lot about him. Pump the brakes on the Spider-Gwen. That's a subsect of people that I can't. She's identified she's man. She's, she's a, a thing, thing amongst the nerds. Nah, she's mainstream. She, she's not mainstream. If I can go to Best Buy and buy a Spider Gwen statue, she's mainstream. And for every person that knows what that is, there's forty five hundred others that are, who who is this and why? All they say well, it it's you can say the same for Deadpool. No, and, they know Deadpool no, because they no, they're like no, 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 no. oh dude with swords. No, they know Deadpool. Kind of Spider Man with a big mouth. No, they know those. They know those. Chick in cool Spider Manish looking costume. It's the no, same thing. they know Deadpool so, based on the box office receipts, and they know Venom based on thirty years of osmosis through the, through the hottest period in the comics industry when Venom was very much a visible part yeah. of it. So, Sony is doing a Venom film. Yes. <laughs> why? I know why. <sighs> Money. Rights. So, or something. But. <sighs> well, hang on, Carl. Slow down. Well, Slow of... down. Before we've. Let's establish why you're upset. So, Carl, first question. Hi. Yeah. Venom. Dude he's, in the front, front he, row. He's Spider Man villain, right? Yeah. Is this a Spider Man movie? Is, is this part of Marvel Spider Man movies? Nope. It's just going to be a Venom movie. Is Spider-Man going to be in it? Nope. But the costume used to be Spider-Man, so is he going to explain how they got it? Next question. Is Venom going to be in the Next Avengers? Next question. <laughs> I will Sean Spicer you all day long. <laughs> so it has, it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. It has nothing to do with Marvel's ties to the character. What are they doing? I have to assume, What's the point of this? I have to assume that Spider-Man will get some sort of mention in the film. 
Well, that he kind of needs whether to. or not he will appear in the film. I I hope not because what you don't do the Tom Holland Spider Man. Uh, if it's not tied yeah. to Marvel, then no, you can't. Yeah, um, Marvel cast him. That's that's their boy. Yeah, uh, I because it's not like okay. There are a faction of Spider Man villains that if I had to. I could take and make a story for them that you could put in a movie that would not necessarily need to involve Spider-Man. Okay. Venom. He's inextricably tied to Spider-Man. Is definitely not one of them. He's an evil Spider-Man. That's his whole gimmick. Yeah. He is a combination of an alien symbiont who hates Spider-Man and a disgraced ex-reporter who hates Peter who Parker, hates Spider-Man, and Peter Parker. Yeah, these are important plot points. Here. Yes, and not to mention the the origin story of where that costume came from is a whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. Do you hear like people joking around that new movie, Life? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Space yeah. Movie? Is, is it like the prequel to Venom? Like, no. I suppose it could be. <laughs> All I see is black goo roaming around trying to kill people. Um, so yeah, that's I. All I've heard and uh, is that Sony is making Spider-Man film, and I'm already out. Or making a Venom film, and I'm just I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. nothing. And they screwed him up so bad in Spider-Man Three too. He was yeah. a non-character. Yeah, until he was mandated to be in the movie. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's Venom time. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that's yeah. going to be lame. Anything good? Well, hang on. Anything else happen? I mean, um, uh, you know, uh, Matt Reeves is directing the Batman. Yeah, we covered but, that last episode. But they were going back to a page one rewrite. So yeah, covered that last okay, episode. Okay, Flash. Does anyone know what's going on? The Flash? fire no is still knows. burning in the dumpster, okay. sir. Good to see. Good to know. Um... They released a, a final trailer. I think it's a final trailer for Wonder Woman, and it still looks good to me. We'll, we'll still see. Hopeful. Still hopeful. I'm, I'm not, to, but... Wanted I, to work. I, I... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Switch is selling well. Yeah. Nintendo's doubling their uh, production Surprise to meet to demand. No one. I don't know about that. I think some people are surprised. Yeah. You're telling me a new video game system is not, no video game system is ever going to bomb the first couple of weeks of its release. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. It, it could have gone either way, but it's good to see. Maybe, maybe the Atari Jaguar. Jaguar was a, was three D O Jaguar. These were bombs, man. Um, but like within the first not for couple nothing. weeks of their release, the Sega Saturn that was a, that tanked. That not tanked in the hard. First couple of weeks of its release, oh, it, it was tanked, selling. Dude. It was selling big. It would, it shot up high really quick and then descended pretty quick because you got to remember that was the first console of that generation on the market. So people were gobbling it up quickly because there's nothing else out there. If, oh. And I will make an argument. Sega Saturn was a good system. Yeah. It just uh, got outperformed. Dreamcast. Not a, not, 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 not. Did not bomb in its first couple weeks. Didn't do well I'm, either. My, again, you're talking lifespan of console. I'm talking like, First couple weeks of its release, immediate people are just like no, and that's that's not going to happen because people are going to be willing to give something new a shot. Okay, 
Um, but yeah, Nintendo said that they're doubling their production. Um, it's selling extremely well. Did they say if it sold more than the Wii? They said that it sold more than the Wii in its initial release phase. But here's that that's a misleading quote, though. <laughs> All right. It, it, it sounds cool. Like, oh, my yeah. God, the Wii was huge. The Wii was huge over time. Initially, when the Wii was released, it was very, very risky. People thought Nintendo kind of lost their mind. Yeah. So, And then old people discovered it. Right, kind of like that. <laughs> people who didn't traditionally play video games discovered it. So we'll see how it pans out. Is All you got to do is get the games coming, dude, because the system's legit. Hardware's legit. Does what It comes as advertised, and it's fun, and it's neat. And so keep the games coming. Would, if I was to, let's say I left here in, a, in an hour where you know retail businesses are over or not, if I made an effort tonight to go find a Wii, would I, or a, a Wii? Switch, <laughs> yes. would I find one? Likely no. Still, still uh, off the shelves. But um, retailers are getting more stock in soon. I believe there's their shipments are coming. It's not like the yeah. NES Classic where it's like we have no idea what's happening ever. Yeah. Good luck. No, the, there are switches coming. Would I be able to go get an NES Classic? No. <laughs> no. I'm not even convinced that thing actually exists. I'm gonna put it that there. Let me put it out. Don't you have one? No. That's right. You didn't. Couldn't. Couldn't find one, man. So I you got car- already have all those. I things. got cartridges anyway, so it's all yeah. good. It doesn't. They, it doesn't do my my NES doesn't do HDMI out though, which is unfortunate. But whatever, it's okay. All right. Um. Yeah, it's good news. I'm excited. Uh, Mario Kart Eight comes out uh, next month. Mario, Mario Kart. I'm sorry. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe comes out. Yeah. Um. Best version of the game ever, man. And I say, I say without hesitation. All right. Okay, so that is the case files. Yeah. Um, now we are on to not. I wouldn't necessarily call it a review as much as just a first impression. Sure, a handshake, if you will. Yeah. How do you do? Part part of what would have been the case files last week were two stories that came out uh, about. Uh, the newly newest addition to the Netflix Marvel Universe, Iron Fist. And the two stories would have been, one, there is no dragon in it, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of important. To the origin, yeah. And two, the first six episodes were released to critics and... Didn't oh, do well. sir, no. Yeah. No. Now, last Friday night, we got together, you and I and the wives and Alan. Oh, wait, no, Alan bailed on us. <laughs> Perhaps wisely. <laughs> Alan bailed on us. Why? Because St. Patrick's Day. Because Alan is so Irish. Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Still me? love you, Alan. We're just, we're just a, little, we're a little hurt. We're a little hurt that we didn't weigh heavy than weigh heavier than you know beer. We had beer. I had beer. I brought you beer. Had beer. I brought beer. My was, wife made macaroni was delicious and mac and cheese, cheese with uh, bacon and broccoli. It was delicious. So we got together to watch Iron Fist. Two episodes. We did the first two episodes. What are your first impressions? If you read the critic reviews of these of this show, you'd think it's 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 poison. Pure garbage. Crap. I I won't go that far, but I will say it's my least favorite Netflix Marvel series so far, and the pace is glacial. Yes. 
Let's get on with it, please. Because this show is dragging. Remember how we said there's pacing issues in Luke Cage and for a couple of episodes? And how we've said that Jessica Jones, good Jessica show, Jones, but it's like three, four issues. episodes too long, to even, pacing issues. Even spots of Daredevil season one and two, pacing. Um, less, I, to a I much think, less degree. I think they're, the pacing issues are there in Daredevil, but we don't acknowledge them as much because... Love for the character. Maybe. Maybe that's it. But but put that aside. Yeah. Usually those pacing issues, they'll come into play, you know, mid-season yep. or towards the end. Yep. The, we're, this is out the gate, dude. I'm waiting for stuff to happen. For a guy named Iron Fist, he doesn't do a whole lot of iron fisting. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Well, I, sorry, it was Keep there. Keep going. It was there. Uh, and, and we look... They're playing. They're trying to like play coy. Can we get spoilers at this point? Um, I don't think there's anything really to spoil in those first All two right. episodes. Well, let's put, put it this way: they're playing coy with his origins to the viewer, so like yeah. you don't know if he's really telling the truth or if he's kind of kooky, kind of crazy. It's sort of like this weird look. But the we all know. We the all know. No, you're just wasting Danny my time. The first two episodes are about him trying to prove that he's Danny Rand. And fun yeah. drinking game. Take a drink every time Finn Jones says, "I'm Danny Rand." Yeah, I, I'm just. You won't make it past the first forty five minutes of the first episode. But my biggest complaint of the show is that it's it's too slow. Like, let's go, let's get out. Oh, also, I'm not for nothing. The guy that got to play Danny is fine. He's likable and everything. I feel like everyone else in this show is unlikable. I yeah. I like I like uh, Colleen Wing. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Except for Colleen Wing, she's good. Yeah. But the 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 the, the Ward guy. Yeah. Not Joseph Smarmy Joseph Gordon. They, they, they took James Franco, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and, and, Justin, and Long. Justin Long. Put him in a blender. Put him in a blender. Threw some smarm in there. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Pour it out. That's what you got. And um, then the girl Joy. I hate her too. She's she's like. She gets a. Li- I'm up to episode six. Something about her just rubs she me the wrong way. A little more likable. All right, she she comes off real. No, just, I know. Ugh. I know. I'm going to say something here that I never thought I would say for a Marvel Studios project. Oh boy, and this is just based on the first two episodes. Okay, it's boring. Yeah, that's my exactly. It's my point. It's boring. Yeah, there's little to no. Fighting. Fisting. No. In the more first of the two iron fisting. And for the episodes that I've watched since then, not a ton more fighting. Oh, and you remember the whole thing about the, the showrunner saying how we couldn't justify putting him in the costume? Yeah. They could totally justify putting him in the costume. You could have put him in the costume right from the get go. Okay. It could have been something as simple as he brought it back from Kunlun. I'm sold. I'm good. And because at some point he becomes a public figure with a recognizable face and decides to go out and do vigilante E type stuff to which a disguise would be beneficial. Here's the thing. Huh. Like they're kind of doing the opposite of what Logan did. Whereas Logan doesn't give you any payoff or any backstory about x-men or anything like that okay iron fist is giving you too much backstory like madam gao shows up 
and we should for, we should be happy about this. For her first couple appearances, she's in the shadows, and you don't see her face. Okay, no, it's Madame Gao. What's what's with the point of of trying to like surprise us? Right, so because I, I, at one point she has a big reveal. She steps out of the shadows and <laughs> Madame Gao. We know this. <laughs> do they? We've think, been, nobody started with Iron Fist. I was going to say, do they think that the people watching Iron Fist haven't watched the other shows because they kind of have? And the hand, yeah. comes into play. Yeah, we we popped for the hand when they mentioned them in the second episode. Did we really pop? I, I did, well, we were like, you know, you know why we I kind of looked at each other with a smile and we're like, yeah, cool, the hand. Well, here's why: because it, it, in the context of those two episodes, it was something. It yeah. was like, Oh, yay! Something. Yeah. That we know is happening because nothing is happening in this show, and they're treating the hand now like they did in Daredevil season two. But the problem is, in Daredevil season two, we had not met the hand before. Okay, we've already met the hand. We know what the hand is. All right. Well, you know, they got to get this, the people up to speed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having, and we're we're going to get to... I'll catch uh, up. Daredevil. This episode, we are starting Daredevil Season 2. Yes. Having watched first episode of Daredevil Season 2, after having watched uh, five episodes of Iron Fist... Yeah. Dude, the fighting... Is not good in Iron Fist. See, that's and a, there's a problem with that. That's like the technology in Iron Man being terrible. Yeah, that's dude. His whole gimmick is fighting. His whole thing is that he's he ninja stuff. He rarely uses the Iron Fist. Yeah, not even that. I, like, I don't even need him to be doing the Iron Fist proper. Just give me some kung fu. Yeah, stu- you know, give me give me crouching they, tiger, hidden dragon in a Marvel show. Give me I, that. I think we both agreed that. They're starting the story to very weird spot. Yeah. It's like him coming back to New York City. Would you say he's coming to America? (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be so great. Um, But no, like, and we've discussed how, like, the past couple Netflix shows have followed a two-act format. Yeah, yeah. If they're doing that with this one, I I really hope the second act is better than the first. But <laughs> I've being, heard that it is. That being said, if you're going to do that, then just start in Kun Lun. Yeah, yeah. Show me. This is one character where I would like to see his fully flushed out origin because that is an interesting origin and is is so much more than... You know, parents died, this person died, fell into vats, so so on and so forth. Well, we get it's a lot like, of the parent a, death a, in the first two episodes. It's it's a process that he goes through for the first like fifteen, sixteen years of his life. So I would I would hope uh, I'm sure we'll see like snippets more of it, but I think like should on that's first entire act. That being said, it's not it's not bad. Okay. I'm not getting the Iron Fist story that I wanted, but I'm not getting something that's outrageously terrible. It's still interesting enough to keep me coming back to it, and not just for the purposes of, like, for for our show here or for um, doing the uh, the Defenders and whatnot. It's uh, but it's it's definitely. I will say this. If it continues on this path and does not path and does not pick up significantly, this will be Marvel's first misstep. 
Which, I, I'm, I'm actually already okay saying that based on which, two episodes. I'm okay with Marvel having a misstep. Sometimes you gotta have a little punch in the gut. Gut check. When you're getting a little high on your horse. Well, not for nothing, and take this for what it's worth. This is the show that they were most like, eh, I don't know if this one's gonna work. They were, this almost didn't get made. Like, Iron Fist was kind of off the slate for a little bit after yeah. the, like, because they, they, they said they weren't sure how to make it work. And then I think what happened was they were on the fence. They, they were probably going to shelf it. And then Daredevil took off, like, gangbusters. Yeah. And then so did Jessica Jones. And, you know, Netflix said, give us more of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. And Marvel, okay, well. And, and here's the thing, like, you didn't need to do anything in the story to make it good. Just tell the story. Yeah, well, yeah. This yeah. is, again, another one of those characters that has endured for well over 30 years. I I just, just it's just got to get out the point. Story. It's just got to get out the point. That's all I'm saying. Just get it, get it rolling. Let's do something here. One, uh, one thing I do really enjoy that I will say it does better than the other Netflix shows, um, and this is kind of stupid, but that I enjoy it. I never skip it. The uh, intro sequence. No. Oh. Really cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. There was fightings and stuff, yeah. and it's Street Fighter 4-esque. Yeah, it was probably why I think. Um, but, well. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, speaking of intro sequences that we do like, um, let me just tell you, sir, because this episode's been a long time coming. This This episode of our show. Ah, uh, let us. Can I? Can I just say it was so good to hear that opening opening theme again? Yes, yes, it was. It was like a, like a warm blanket. And can I say, as we're about to dive into Daredevil season two, episode one, episode one, entitled "Bang, Dude." I've only watched, like just like the first season, I've only watched this second season one time. I watched it once. That's it. Once. Really? Done. Loved it. But this is that, my third time through. Okay. That's my second, so I haven't watched this since it premiered. Dude. This episode is great. This, this show is so great. <laughs> is it, do you think... It's... Great. <laughs> do you think this had to maybe do with the fact that you just watched first two episodes of Iron Fist? No, 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 no. And you got no. no. I mean, you got easily twice as much action. Look, in one episode of Daredevil, they did two of Iron Fist. I mean, the comparison is there, but like, I, I, I'm not that hung up on Iron. F- I'm not that emotionally hung up on Iron Fist yeah. to like let make that influence my my take here. Just watching this episode fresh for for the first time in a while. Oh my god, yeah. dude! This show. This this uh, season, uh, Daredevil is so. Look, we're doing a podcast about Daredevil, so it goes without saying that yeah. I think Daredevil is awesome. We're gonna mark this, out for Daredevil. This friggin' show, Daredevil, is so good. It's great. It, it, it goes, gives you everything. It goes back to like what I'd always thought. I think the the first season of Daredevil might be the best thing Marvel Studios have ever done. I I can get behind that. I can get behind that. And and that's and that's having seen Winter Soldier, which again is in that yeah. upper, upper pantheon. And now we're oh, funny side note, um, I saw an article on uh, CBR.com. 
Notice how they change it from comic well, book resources. Comic book resources. Well, no, no, it's just CBR now they, because we can't say comic books because people don't care anymore. They said they aside. the article is about how long it would take to watch all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, stuff, all, films, television, oh, God. everything. Want to take a guess? Well, let's see. We got the thirteen hours of Daredevil. Well, hang on, twenty six hours of Daredevil, technically. Uh, plus another uh, 39 with Jessica Jones. It's 40, it's 52 with Luke Cage. Don't forget Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, God. Oh, God. How, I, oh, geez. Um, three months? Ballpark figure? No. God, no. Way under that. Oh, okay. Well, I found- Six days, uh, 14 oh, hours, really? 45 minutes. It's shorter than I thought it would be. That's like nonstop watching. No sleep, nothing. Hmm. It's a lot of content. It is. It's a lot of content. It is. So, bang. Bang. Start out in the tradition of like a lot of superhero type sequels. Or where we kind of we kind of pick up. It's kind of like saying, hey, what you been doing lately? Yeah. And we found some guys who robbed a suitcase store. Let me tell you what. The it's opening suitcases. shot. Of this, I totally marked out for the opening shot of this. I did, too. And you know what? It's funny because a crime like this doesn't happen anymore. Well, not just not just the sequence. I mean, I'm talking just the shot, the opening shot. Yeah. Panning the rooftops in Hell's Kitchen with the water towers and all yep. that stuff on the building. Mm-hmm. Man, if you read Daredevil, th- it, this is like, this is the imagery. This is the imagery of Daredevil. Yeah. And here in season two kicks off and it's just like, oh, man, we are... It is just reveling in... It's a in, nice warm bath. It's great. It's great! <laughs> so we find Matt going about the business of being Daredevil. Yeah! He uh, he tracks down the the suitcase robbers. Yeah! Knocked over a jewelry store. Once again, crime like this doesn't happen anymore, but who cares? Because we get to see Matt do stuff. And uh, not for nothing, but um, he does when he's doing his, you know, he's listening to the whole city when he's up up on the roof there. And when he finally does uh, beat these assailants down and take care of business for the one guy, the, the guy in the church that tries yeah. to take a girl hostage. And Matt's like, nah, buddy. No, no, no. When they pan up to him on the roof, he cracks a smile. Yeah, a little smile. He's a, he likes being Daredevil. He likes, he likes being Daredevil for now. Yes. The end of the episode, he might not like it no, as much. No, not so much. Uh, there's a heat wave in the city, yes. by the way. Funny, I wonder if they uh, are taking influence from Daredevil Father by Joe Quesada, because that was a similar plot point in yeah. that as well. Yeah. This, if from what I remember from this season, like we discussed with Man Without Fear, Daredevil Season 1 borrowed heavily from Man Without Fear. This season is well... it out a lot more. <laughs> ...borrows... From Man Without Fear, but not nearly as heavily. But I'm interested to see like what other things they're borrowing from. Like my my question is because you read much more extensively the Punisher Max series than I did. Yeah, the whole thing with the Irish mobs is that from the Kitchen Irish storyline? No, no, it's not. No, okay. and I have thoughts on that. Um, we can get into that a little more, I guess, when we get into the Punisher um, here. But uh, no, no, no relation. All right. The uh, the Punisher in this episode does a little. Uh, Timothy Robbins from Bull Durham. Do we have? He, do I, we're, just, we're just gonna go there? Okay. Yeah, dude, this is our new format, man. We're just freewheeling discussion. All right. Well, let's freewheel. <laughs> um, he announces his presence with authority. 
Dude, let me tell you what. I'm of two minds about that. Because, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate the cinematography from the plot, or yeah. from, from the character plot. Um, the, 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 that big mob meeting goes down, and, and they all get gunned down in vicious fashion. Um, I was kind of like, oh, man, this is... Yes, yeah. this is the way it's done. Uh, strike number. I don't you know what to call what it is. I think let me let me we get a couple might things. Have something similar. Let me get, let me get this. one thing that uh, well, two things I don't like about the Punisher as it pertains to this episode. One of them is a bigger plot point for the Punisher overall in, right. in the show. the The big plot point thing overall that I don't like about Punisher in this in this series. One guy lived. No, well, that yeah, that happened, but that's not that that that's happened before. Um, no, it's uh, the Punisher. Uh, well, the mob that he's fighting, the mob that he's after, they're all Irish mob. Now I know the Irish mob is all in vogue these days after the Departed yeah. and all that business, but like, dude, my name is Drew Celestino. Uh, I, I know my mafia history and whatnot and i know they're not a big deal anymore these days but to me it's still inextricably tied to the punisher so if he's not going after italians i'm a little upset <laughs> it's just it's just a thing i don't know i can't Listen, explain man, we it need, we need ethnic diversity fine but they have to, like, the, but like, like the, the irish thing is it's such an easy pick though you know like oh the department was hot let's do that like, here's I don't know. my one nitpick about that scene it's it their their accents yes and them constantly referring to themselves as Irish and that scene was not enough. We had to load up the table with corned beef, nothing but corned beef and cabbage and whiskey. <laughs> I was like, not for nothing, dude. Come on, but man, uh, in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day that just passed by, you think that's not a, a, a real thing? No, I get that it's a real thing. I'm just saying, like. We knew they were Irish. We had to make sure we knew. That <laughs> <laughs> the guy's ringtone. Um, yeah, the ringtone, yeah, too. Yeah, like, it's come all, on. It's all, you know, it's all Lord of the Dance and whatnot. Um, okay, so that's that's a little nitpick uh, that it's... it's it and, it and because that becomes a bigger issue for the Punisher's origin in, in this yeah. show... Uh, it hurts me a little bit. It just does. I'm sorry. I can't help it. it I, I, need, I need some mafioso here, man. Listen, I, man. Uh, the I, Italian I, mafia... Has had more than their fair share they have, of representation. They have on both the big screen and the small. I know, I know, but the Punisher—that's his thing. No, no, his thing is, and I quote Dolph Lundgren: "If you're guilty, you're dead." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not if you're Italian guilty. Yeah, yeah. yeah or anything yeah, like that. No, no, I know, but it's just the, the origin is inextricably tied to me. His the, name, his birth name is Castiglione. The man is a Gumbadi. <laughs> Come on, man. Work with me here. Anyway, that's nitpick number, number two. Nitpick number two. And um, it, Well, hang on. Let me, before I get to the nitpick, let's, let's talk about Frank's introduction proper here. Man, he comes on the scene hard. The whole... Th I, I forgot, dude. But maybe I was like... Maybe it just didn't register with me at the time I watched it the first episode, but watching it again, that walk into the hospital, the way they shot yeah. it, over over his shoulder from behind like the whole thing is like this guy is and the funny thing is like you business. don't even see his face no until the last like 10 seconds of the episode but you know he's this guy's all business yeah it's serious this is for, this this is it's going down 
Like, they're doing a good job of establishing him as more than a man. Yes. Without showing him as, like, having superpowers and whatnot. Well, it also helps that throughout the whole episode, the cops talk about the, 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 the hits on the, on the mob. Come on, Lucas, I'm talking about the Punisher here. Um, they talk about the, the mob hits, and they say, like, it's like a military or a, a gang with, with high-powered weaponry. Yeah. It's like they think it's a whole bunch of people. And then Daredevil rescues that guy from the meatpacking warehouse, takes him off the hook, dude. Took, oh, dude. Meat hook. Off the meat hook. Squishy sounds. And, and uh, Matt asks him, who did this? Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? And the guy says, not they. One guy. Him. One yeah. guy. So you, you got this buildup to this, like, oh, my God. That's when they show him strutting down the hallway in the hospital. Okay, here's the nitpick. As awesome as all that is, because it is awesome. Yeah. Um, Dogs think it's awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, Frank was real uh indiscriminate with 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 the with the with the pew pew in the hospital that's not frank's style yeah no i know i know says well it's i it was one thing if he was using a more precision weapon yeah he's using a a sawed off shotgun there's a lot of spread on that that buckshot yeah or maybe if he was using slugs it's you know it is a possibility but yeah, like he starts out, he's confronted by a cop, and he disarms the cop, throws the gun away. Yeah, so you throws think, the gun oh, away, okay, disarms well, he's the not cop, kill the cop. Yeah. but then he just starts shooting up the place. Yeah, okay, yeah, that that was kind of a as a Punisher fan, I'll tell you know the guy's a sadistic murderer. That's that is not being debated, but he doesn't go in killing civilians. That yeah, that is not Frank's mo. Distorted as it is, he does have some semblance of a code. Uh, as a as a soldier, if you want to look at it from that perspective, he does not accept collateral damage. Yeah, that's not Frank's style. His missions are planned out and intricate, and as few, if any, innocent people are meant to get hurt ever. Yeah, he's so, he, he knows his enemies and he takes them out. So leaving Frank behind momentarily, sure, we uh we get reintroduced to Nelson and Murdoch. Yes, we do. Which is you can see has definitely grown into a family. Yes. Foggy still does not necessarily approve of Matt's nighttime activities. No. But... We established that. Yeah. And, like, Matt tells him a story that, you know, the gist of it is, if I don't do what I'm doing, people get hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, but the the feeling in the offices is a much warmer family feeling, not necessarily a place of business. You can see that the word... Like, we, we hear a lot in this episode about the reputation of Nelson and Murdoch. They help people. What they have established, that they help people, they help good people. And you can see, um, especially in that first scene in the office, how they're helping people. A lot of people. They have clients. Yeah, they have but a whole they, waiting room full. They have clients, but they don't have, they have no, money. No money. Yeah. Took me, it took me back to the Fleck film, actually. It did. It did the, the bananas and the pastries. and Matt, yeah. I, got, I got paid in fluke. Fluke, it's, it's a fish <laughs> and sporting goods. <laughs> so, Don Favreau's like the one good thing in that movie. I swear to God. Um, I, I think Ben Affleck would have made a, a good Daredevil with a decent script. Again, we have another instance of Ben Affleck playing a character who he is pretty well suited to play, mm. and it gets screwed over by a director. And a Should script. have been Damon. But, uh, but in any, any case, we'll, we'll talk about the Daredevil film uh, at That's a later something. date. Yeah. It, we're we're going to get there. I, at some point, we have to. It's unavoidable. Yep. Uh, so, 
yeah, it's more familial, and even clients are uh, uh, relating or relaying that Karen is more or less the heart of this whole operation, yeah. and that she is a t- she is tough and thorough, and she does her job well, and she keeps that place rolling. Yeah, you see, uh, very easily, very quickly, that Karen is the heart and soul of yes of Nelson and Murdoch. Um, and then we see them at Josie's. Josie's bar. Just character unto itself. Where you don't drink the water. No. At all. No. Um, and then like that's when they meet a, a rarity in life, a a survivor of a of a of Punisher uh dealings. Before they meet him though, remember this they also we get the the mat the mat and the carrot. We get a flirtiness. Flirty. Yeah, that's what if that's gonna turn into anything this I time around spoilers does yeah um so they're, they're laying that groundwork early and yeah, yeah the uh the punisher's survivor guy grotto he lives and he's in josie's and uh he's there to see ironically enough nelson and murdoch yeah because he knows they hang out there and he knows they have a good reputation and he needs help yep. he needs to be put into witness protection immediately uh, yeah oh cuz so yeah. So basically, um, well, he needs to, you know, get into witness protection. It's not, not quite that simple. Number one. Number two, he also passes out from uh, blood loss. Yeah, because apparently to to put it in the, the wise words of once Forrest Gump, uh, you got shot. You got shot. Although, no, did he, though? It might have been shrapnel from the I think glass it was. I something. think it was shrapnel. I like to think he got shot. But, um, so, now that's a problem for a guy on the run who's a mobster from and has survived a big hit like that. Because, you know, if he goes to a hospital or the police, he could be in bad shape. But Karen, yeah. Karen takes care of that. She takes him to the hospital, yep. but she takes them there under completely false pretenses. Yeah. Fake name. Karen's very resourceful. Yeah, while Karen takes care of Grotto, Frank and Matt go to the scene foggy and matt foggy and matt uh well no his name is frank too franklin nelson we say frank we know who we're talking about i'm just saying yeah me saying frank is not inaccurate no i'll allow it so they go to the the scene the scene of the shooting and (laughs) lucas (laughs) lucas is all about his mind he likes the episode too man so is it just me or was and we see uh, Mahoney, not yeah. Police Academy of Mahoney. No. But uh, Brett Mahoney, as we met last season, is it just me or did he get demoted? Did he get demoted? Wasn't he like a suit cop at the end of last season? Ooh, I don't think so. I think he was. We might have to go back and do some homework, but I don't recall that. Yeah. I, I know he, no, he was a beat cop. But, um, but no, they're trying to figure out what happened. And they think that it's a big gang warfare thing. And that one of the gangs is heavily armed with high-powered weaponry. Yes. Much high-powered weaponry. Um, Matt over here is a lot of what's going on inside. Trying to think. Well, don't forget that we get the tip about the other hits that were happening. One included, uh, one including a hit on the biker gang. Yes. So Matt tells Foggy to go check that out. Dogs of hell. Yes. Well, Foggy volunteers to go check it out. Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go so well for him. Matt probably should have gone to that one. Yeah. But no, Matt goes to check another source. Yeah. Uh, Turk. 
our buddy Turk. Your buddy. Oh, Turk. come on. He's Ever since he got pop killed, he is no longer my buddy. This was before that, though. No, it's not. This is. In the show. Well, yeah, chronologically he is before it, but <laughs> new, new stuff has come to life. <laughs> okay, okay, fair so enough. So no, I know what he's going to do, and he's no longer my buddy. Okay. You can buddy him all you want. That's, I don't think it's going to go well for me if I do, but... Because dude, dude killed his response. He didn't pull the trigger, but he might as well have. <sighs> all right, all right. But he's selling guns out of his trunk of his car. Yep. But uh, but all the all the guys buying, they want they want, they want machine guns. Yeah. He ain't got machine guns. He gives them some tips, just like soft barrels, spread your shot, yada yada. But they want this. They want they want the powerful stuff because yeah, not of for Matt, the gang, but for Frank, yeah, so, the the thing air quotes gang, yeah, that's taking them out. So Matt shows up. We see some uh, as we did in the intro sequence of the show. We see some Billy Club work. Oh Matt, yeah, Matt has gotten very proficient with the Billy Club, and if memory serves, at the end of the season, the Billy Club game steps up to the level we all. Know it to be well, now. Comics. Here it is. He's yeah. ricocheting it off of off of everything. It's like Cap Shield. He's just bouncing it off stuff. And Pretty much, taking dudes out. It's great. Yep. Um, then he questions Turk after breaking both his hands, which once again <laughs> don't have a problem with. Hashtag because pop. Fair enough. Um, get some information from Turk. Knocks which, him out. Which led him to the meatpacking district yeah. that we discussed. Um, knocks him out. Throws his keys away. Yeah. Oh man. Poor Turk. Can't catch a break, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so, basically, Matt finds the dude who tells him that it's only one guy, and that leads us back to the hospital where Frank is shooting the joint up. Yeah. Um, and Karen and uh, Grotto get away in a car. Frank is not going to give them chase on foot. He goes to the roof. Where he's got a sniper. He's got a sniper rifle. Like you do. Like Frank does. And then, and I thought we were going to, honestly, God, I thought we were going to have to wait like six episodes for this to happen. We yeah. get, we get right down to it. We get the first. Matt and Frank are going at it. Daredevil versus Punisher showdowns. Yeah. They don't wait. They waste no time. And this is uh, brutal. Uh, the, like we, we said that the, the fighting scenes and, and Iron Fist are subpar for what they should be. Sure. Considering the show is about a character whose specialty is martial arts. Yeah. Um, but there still is the, the finesse and the style of Kung Fu in those fights. This is it's a, a brawl. street fight. Can I, can I point out something to you? What's that? Granted, this is early in their relationship, if you want to call it that. Um, Matt should not have this hard of a time fighting Frank. Why? Matt is a trained... Ninja fighter. So, well, Frank is also trained. Frank's trained. In most Punisher stories you read, when he has to, when he's got to take on Daredevil, he readily admits that he's out of his element, and that Matt will take him apart. Hence, why in Welcome Back, Frank. Granted, they they circumvent that a little bit here in this episode, but in Welcome Back, Frank, which they lifted the scene for the next episode, the rooftop chain scene, you know. Yeah. Uh. Frank, in his inner monologue, even says, "I can't. I I don't stand a chance against this guy. I never do. All I can do is hope to, you know, take as much punishment I can and fight smart." And he sets up a sonic, like loud sonic, like a sonic screecher speaker or whatever to to mess with Matt's senses and knocks him out. 
Here, it's like they're kind of on equal footing physically, and that's not quite the case. I'm not going to complain too much. I'm just well, saying. Well, you also got to remember, Matt is yet to reach his prime as well. Okay, fair enough. Fair He's, enough. This is still the early. We are Yes, we are past proto-Daredevil. Yeah. We are a Daredevil proper, but, but it's, it's still prime. early Daredevil proper. Okay, fair enough. So they're fighting. Yeah, they're they're going at it. Yes, they it's, are. It's a brawl with finesse. Yeah. You can tell, like, there is... It's brutal, but there is you can definitely There's tell some style there's to it. Style, um, but Frank being Frank <laughs> ends the fight. Yeah, in a way you're just like, oh, oh. yeah. Frank shoots him in the head. Yeah, and, and the last and word of the episode. Credits. Well, what does he say? Bang! Like His first and t- last t- word of the episode. Title of the episode. See, yeah, what, see what they did there? Drew. Yeah, yeah. They did like a thing. They did. They did. <laughs> so. Shoots him in the head, falls off the roof, credits. Yeah. Yeah. They they hit the ground running. And you know, it's funny, like, I post on Twitter and on, I don't think I post, this actually, I think I just post on Twitter and our Facebook page. A year to the day that this series debuted on March 18th. Oh, really? 2006. Well, here we are. And my son was born on March 17th. Ah. 2016. So the day after my son was born, my wife and I watched first episode in the hospital on the <laughs> iPad. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, our, and you know, it actually it proved to be a relief because he had to go in the NICU after yeah. he was born. We were really worried about that. So it was a good, uh, it was a good hour long reprieve of for what it was. But yeah, here we are, Daredevil season two. Finally. Oh man. It's legit. I'm so I'm like I, after after that episode, I'm like jacked to watch yeah. to get this going cuz man oh, God, it, the, it it's better than I remember. It's better just, than I remember it being. Just like when we started this show. Um we're this will be our 36th or 37th. Oh god. 37. Hang on, we better check on that. <laughs> Continue on. Though. The proper count would be on Facebook cuz I always number them on the Facebook announcement. You don't number them in the Oh, feed. I do. Sure, I do. They're numbered in there. Lucas is sound like Darth Vader. Um, this is. Oh, man. Come on with this. Come on, guy. Wow. Well, I'm annoyed now. It's supposed to be numbered. Check the Facebook page. I'm, Again, this is all making for great I know. visual. Look, we want to make sure that we have the right information for all of y'all, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, go on with your thought anyway. So, yeah, but uh, like the first time after we did the first episode on our first episode. 35. 30, so this will be our 35th episode. I am super excited for the second episode of this season. Yes. Because, once again, the second episode is, I think... The best episode of the season. Wow, really? If I remember. Okay. It's the it's the best episode, but it just keeps getting better, just like last season. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. So yeah. We'll see. I got I there's definitely moments from this this season that I vividly remember and I can't wait to see again. So yeah. no spoilers. But, well, the whole this it's already out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's but, it's been out for a year. If I you haven't watched it by now. I don't want to spoil the moments though. When we get yeah. to those moments, I'm gonna be popping no, real I, hard. I so. think like I think the the next episode is the predominant of the episode discussion is going to be the debate on All right. that's fair. the rooftop because that's the real fight 
of the episode. It we is. Get, we get a fantastic fight after that, but the real fight of that episode is that discussion on the rooftop. I'm not even thinking about the fights that were the highlights of the season for me. There's there's other moments that I was just like, yes. Oh, God. This. Frank, Frank's graveyard speech. Pipe down. Slow down. Slow down. down pump, slow down. Pumping the brakes. Prison scenes. <laughs> Good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. All ninjas. Right. Ninjas. <laughs> we had ninjas. Yeah, man. We're here. Daredevil season two. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's get it going. So, dear listeners, if you have any questions for us, comments, thoughts on the show, by all means, we want to hear them from you. You can find us at Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That is our show for you. Thank you again very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Any last thoughts, sir? Uh, no, man. I'm all, I'm all excited for this, uh, this, this season rewatch right now, and uh, I'm going to go play some Zelda. So. I'm not going to watch any Iron Fist. Oh yeah, that. Um, yeah. Uh, Come on, Bub. Come on. You've had Zelda for a while now. It's... You know what I can do? What? I can put Iron Fist on and play Zelda at the same time. You're not going to pay attention to Iron Fist on. It's not. It might as well be white noise in the background. Not for nothing, but based on the first two episodes, it kind of is. <laughs> that's that's a fair statement. All right, ladies and gentlemen, court is adjourned. It, because it kind of assumes you know those things. It kind of goes like, hey, member lecture? Isn't she cool? Check this out. And it's like, yeah. Time of lecture, you know, stripped in the back alley to fight off muggers. Oh, we got to talk about some of the the, the stuff. Some some of the stuff is typical Frank Miller. That's, yeah, I was going to get there. There's a lot of, a lot of Frank. Maybe some. Maybe maybe we should have saw it coming. I guess is my is my point. Frank. <laughs> Frank is very good at creating uh, very badass women, but he's also very good at portraying them in a very stereotypical way. Yeah, like Lectra, crazy, and and not like you know she can't be nebulously crazy. No, no, yeah. she hears the voices. The voices tell her to take off her clothes, and and kill people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I needed all that. It it gives you So I'm going to sound like an apologist for the story. We all, we all got our thing. Intent. No, I know. Um it it gives you some background into her psyche which we didn't get in because as much as Electra is established in the Frank Miller run on, on Daredevil comics, we don't learn a lot about her. Okay. Outside of she had early history with Matt in college. And that's really all you got? That's You don't get a ton about her. Um, she gets hired, if I remember correctly, because it has been a long while since I read the Frank Miller run. Um, she gets hired by Kingpin to take out Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And through course of events, she learns that... It's Matt. Know, it's Matt. And, you know, that invites complications but you don't get a lot of history about her and what i like about what miller did here is as far as like we refer to as the voices you got to understand like for someone to go through that transformation 
not necessarily motivated by tragedy the way like someone like Daredevil or Batman is, but go through from that transformation from, you know, innocent girl to one of the world's deadliest assassins. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. That's going to do some serious psychological scarring. And I think that's what Miller's trying to show here. That's fair. That's the, fair. The ways he, he goes about showing it, again, like we've said, is very Miller. <laughs> yeah. Subtlety is not his strong suit. Let's put it that yeah. way. See, here's the thing. When when Miller is on, it's like some of the best stuff Oh, it's intense. Yeah, yeah. When he fumbles, he fumbles bad. Yeah. It's like butt fumble. <laughs> um <laughs> That's that's the thing. It's a lot of times it can be kind of feast or famine with them, but the feast sure. is so good. Um, Dark Knight Returns, Sin City, yeah, yeah, three hundred, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Ronan never did much for me. Ronan I've was actually like, never read Ronan, believe it or not. So not as much. Okay. Um, I just feel like there's just it's just too there's too much glossing over that happens. Like Matt loses his father. We really don't get anything of their relationship, really, outside of, honestly, Matt's father comes off kind of terrible in, the, in, in this. Yeah, and I think, I think that was intentional as well, because when you think about, you know, Matt's father is not without his flaws. And right. I think Miller chose to not so much emphasize them, but acknowledge them in this. I think he emphasized like, them. <laughs> And, like, also in the, what was it? Uh, it was Joe Quesada. I can't remember who wrote it, but the Daredevil father That was story. Joe Quesada. Yeah. That was all him. Uh, he wrote it, too? Wrote uh, yeah. art and, and writing. It kind of explores more of the the personal flaws of battling Jack Murdoch. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about, it's like we said, it's about filling in the cracks. Yeah. That were there in the storyline, and... I'm going to throw a flag also. Okay. Speaking of Batlin Jack, uh, Frank, there was no need to, to disparage wrestling here, buddy. <laughs> Pal, did you catch that? There's a panel in the last issue or the second to last issue where uh, there's, a, there's a poster of Batlin Jack uh, where in, in, in his Jack the Devil Murdoch attire. The, so the movie didn't just pull that out of its butt. Uh, that actually was a thing. From a panel in this book, apparently, uh, when when Batlin Jack was getting up there before the fixer uh, started uh, letting Jack win fights, uh, Batlin Jack put on a red costume and wrestled pro wrestling. It's they don't say wrestling, but it's implied. And Matt says basically, my father did whatever he had to do to provide for me, even things that weren't that great, because he was a fighter and that's what he did. Hey, man. Wrestling's an honest profession. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway, that's an aside. What do you um, think of um, taking a break from the story? What do you think of Romita Jr.'s artwork? I think it's fantastic. Yes. I think we are it's kind of approaching peak Romita Jr. I didn't want to necessarily say that, but yeah, I think so. Approaching. Um, his, his work is still good, but I He's think... He's still good. What I find is his work is can be character dependent i love his daredevil stuff i love his spider-man stuff love punisher war zone punisher war zone not crazy about his batman stuff 
No, I've it doesn't just, lend his, itself to his it. Really, Batman has never really done anything for me. Well, it's 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 weird because his style really his style doesn't really change. And so it really just comes down to yeah. his how do characters look in his style? Yeah, Batman. Yeah, I feel you. Not so much, but the, but the Marvel stuff. Great. Even his Superman had a has certain charm to it. Yeah, I his think. Superman was good. His he did a run on Wolverine. Um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about his Wolverine run. He that, made I feel I like he made Wolverine. Wolverine too lanky. No, that's kind of that's he does the 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 like slimmer toner characters. There's a little bit like there. My Wolvie's Psaki. Yeah, yeah, like a brick, like a you know. Like a, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But no, the artwork here though, uh, on top shelf point. Ramita, yeah. this is some his of king his pin. best work. His kingpin's like one of the best kingpins out there. Oh yeah, he makes him just, huge, huge and it's imposing. Not so much that, but just the face. What he does, especially with the eyes. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That's heavy That's, stuff. Yeah, his Ramita's artwork here is top top flight. Yeah, like his his kingpin looks at you and just sends a shiver down your spine. Um, story stuff like you know I've, we've kind of poked a lot of a lot of holes in it. I mean it. Eh, it's good. It's good, but it's it's just the, the broad strokes are just too much for me. And, and I don't know. I you know here's here's the thing. This makes a good companion to Miller's Daredevil run. Okay, and I would also say a good companion to his, to his run. It's an interesting companion primer to the show like you said yes. because having read this again now it's like man the show did all of this but way better well the show had more time to work they with. had time but they yeah. had but they had they had nuance too and they made nuance count you yeah. know and it, that comes with time i guess so they they really fleshed it out the electra stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which, which we're going to get to in Daredevil Season 2, obviously, playing up her, her bad girl upbringing and all that and, and her flirtation with Matt and why they were such kindred spirits and all that. That's in here in the broadest strokes possible. In the show, we're going to get to a much deeper look at it, which is great. Um, yeah, th- th- this is kind of like a... It really is like a, a, a treatment first pass, if you will, at a Daredevil movie i'd feel like yeah. frank maybe could have fleshed it out more or focused it in more i'm not sure and uh, a lot of great stuff with stick in here the stick stuff is all uh, great just this page here that the series pulled yep. directly yep where stick talking to the mysterious character in the shadows yep yep verbatim if, basically if matt's going to be ready for the war uh and then yeah and stick here though he's introduced with no we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Why? How? Who? Like I said, it, this this book really implies that you know everything already, kind of. Yeah. And this is giving you like a greatest hits, filling in the blanks mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like as a standalone story, it needs to be stronger. I, I like it, again, but I'm a huge Miller fan. So for me, it's on the, on the Miller scale, it's a... Uh, seven out of ten. Okay. On the just standard comic scale, it's in like an eight out of ten. Mm. So I definitely, I think we would both recommend it if you're looking, if you've watched the series and you're looking to get into 
Daredevil comics. It'll be it'll be familiar if yeah. you like the series. Yeah, um, definitely, um, the Miller run, the original Miller run, you can get it in trade, is a worthwhile pickup. This is going to be. This is kind of my stance or what have you. I don't know my take on daredevil and 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 frank miller and and everything uh frank miller kind of built the daredevil sandbox and will forever be respected for that it's like the pieces were there he put everything together okay he he built the sandbox but for me other writers built nicer sandcastles (laughs) In the sandbox. Okay, I can I can grant you that. Um, so the I, all credit and respect due to due to Frank Miller, without question, and yeah, he did a, and he did a lot of great work there. But with that, without Frank Miller, Daredevil gets canceled fairly early. In sure. Run. Yeah. Yeah. No. Again, praise be unto him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, the the once he established all that stuff. Other guys picked it up and really ran with it, and they owe and they owe they owe that to Frank Miller without question. But when it comes down to why me personally, why I love Daredevil, it's not because of Frank Miller. I mean, the Bendis stuff is really yeah. where I became full blown Daredevil uh, obsessed because okay. I just feel like the pieces were there, and other writers really got to sink their teeth in and play with them and and build the Sand Palace I get you. in the sandbox that Frank built. Alrighty. So that's, that's my take on yep. it. Um, you can get the Man Without Fear in trade fairly easily. Um, your local comic shop should have it. Barnes and Nobles is going to have it. Um, can we address something else in this book, too? What's that? Matt kills some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like. There's the there's the kind of half-hearted I don't want to kill anybody monologue stuff going on, but he knocks that woman out the window when he's a kid. I didn't like that. That wasn't necessary. It does play into his character in the story, and it is like a running thing in in this story. Fair enough, but that's a little much for me for and and then those when 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 the little girl gets kidnapped look you kidnap a little girl and you're gonna put her in a snuff film or whatever they're gonna do with her yeah you're gonna go on a rampage you know it's gonna happen but matt like willfully throws those two guys into the water and doesn't they drown both of them basically drown yeah um and then he he kills the, the the assassin guy like straight up he hits the bullet back at him right between the eyes and we're supposed to be okay with that i don't know man that's not that's not that's not matt <laughs> it's it's frank miller saying that matt has walked a path and the path that he walked early on led him to the decision that he will you know not kill from this point on yeah um, is, it, is it the best way to that's the man of steel that? defense dude and i just not, that's not, not jive necessarily 
Well, and just two completely different characters in two completely different worlds. Um, but the argument yeah, the same. Like. I, I think I I understand your point. Um, I I don't mind it as much as you do because he ultimately becomes the character that we know him to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the the old the old thing about the Marvel superheroes is they're flawed. They oh, they're flawed. And, you know, this is this is one of the mistakes that Matt made, and you know, he learned from it. He got better. Yeah. I I don't know that I want Matt having blood on his hands like that, but here we are. No. That's Frank's job. That's Frank's job. Frank kills people, you don't have a problem with that. No. <laughs> that that's that's what he do. All right. <laughs> Folks, we appreciate you uh hanging with us through I'm guessing it's probably gonna be our longest episode to date. I don't know about that. It we'll was see. A good one, though. It was a good one. We had a good time. Talked about yeah, some maybe. stuff, shared some emotions. You know, you lend me a feeling, I loan you a couple of. Can you borrow a feeling? Is that what you're asking? Hurt, hurt hearts need some healing. They could take our hand with their glove of love. Carl, do you sleep in a race car bed? No, I sleep in a bed with my wife. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, speaking of race car beds. Nice. Speaking of race car beds, we'll close out with this. Uh-huh. Race car beds have stepped up their game. Oh? Because... Like when when you think of a race car bed, you think of the classic red, like little tykes, race car bed. I think of the Simpsons. That's what I think yeah. of. <laughs> okay. So Julie and I are out this past weekend with William at Babies R Us, and this is what race car beds are now. That's a Corvette. They're branded. That's a, that's a Chevy Corvette. You, are you saying you want to sleep in that bed? Yes. I don't care what kids should have all the fun. All right. That being said, folks, (laughs) thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to us again. Please, please, please get the word out about the show. We appreciate those of you who retweet and share our new episode announcements. Uh, We could use a lot more of that. We really appreciate it if you do. It's a very simple thing. Just go on, hit a single button. Not asking a lot. Just hit a single button. If you're feeling real generous, leave us a review on iTunes those help and if you'd like to send us any questions comments or suggestions you can do so at the following social media outlets you can follow us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources at the devils do podcast.com drew any parting thoughts? Ah, uh, no. I'm good. I'm looking forward to uh, Daredevil Season 2, especially now having having read uh, Man Without Fear again. The Electra stuff especially, I'm very curious to see uh, see that again. Yes. Because I enjoyed it a lot in the show. Alrighty. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, Fort is jerk.